Josh, sorry, I didn't see you on my cyber laser reader. <laughs> yeah, Paula, you're sounding really far away today. What's what's going on? That's because I'm in outer space. <laughs> you really took that that uh, isolation and quarantine thing pretty seriously, huh? Yeah, yeah, I just got tired of it. So I thought, what would be easier than staying inside my apartment? And that is building a small spaceship, launching it from my apartment complex's shared backyard (laughs) and call in to you still recording the pod. Yeah, because we can't miss a week. (laughs) We didn't plan ahead. Yeah, exactly. You sound great, though. Does it sound nuts? Do I sound great? Do I sound like a movie phone that you would call into in, like, the 90s? Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like... uh, you know, in late twenty to like two thousands, early twenty tens movies, where like someone would Skype in, like this is you have the effect that it sounds like. It would be like in one of those movies where like you were just standing in a room and then like the a screen appeared on a blank wall, and I'm like, I see you there. Yeah, sure, exactly. Yes, yes. Um, folks, the real story is I lost the dang microphone cord. <laughs> <laughs> So we had to record. I didn't, there's, it's not, the new one's not in yet. So here we are dialing in on a, okay. So close your eyes, open your eyes, picture what Britney Spears wore like uh, in the 2003 VMAs, like the headpiece with the microphone that comes down by their mouth. Yeah. You look like a pop star. And that's how we're doing it. Thank you. Josh. Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to bring you the sincere and earnest topics of the day. Paula, what's our topic this week? This week, our topic is charm. Charm. How charming. (laughs) Charmed, I'm sure. That is the craziest thing. That is, Josh, that is the most batshit wild thing you could say to somebody when you met them. Charmed, I'm sure. Yes, they say that in old movies. And it's like, what does that even mean? Does that mean I'm sure you are charmed by meeting me? Yeah, it's literally, it's a huge flex. That is an absurd amount of confidence to walk into a situation and go, I'm sure you're delighted to be meeting me right now. 100%. That is also one of those things that's like, when you hear it in a movie... You're like, okay, can you imagine meeting someone in like, okay, I don't meet a lot of people in business meetings, but can you imagine walking into a business meeting? You go, nice to meet you. And they go, oh, charmed, I'm sure. Wouldn't you walk out the door? (laughs) What I like about this is that, listeners, you can't see this, but Paula, when she said, nice to meet you, she held out her hand like a handshake. And then instinctively, when she said, charmed, I'm sure, put her hand in the, like, you can kiss my ring, kind of. (laughs) Like, you can take my hand and kiss it. It, If somebody said that to me in a real-life conversation, I would walk out the door. Because guess what? You're wrong. I'm not charmed. (laughs) It's it's a huge flex. I mean, like, what what is the, like, there's not an equivalent in modern day speak that's, like... It would just be, like, okay, so it's saying nice to meet you, and I'm going to try to, like, respond in, like... Okay. 
Hey, Paul, it's really nice to meet you. I've heard great things about you. <laughs> Lucky you, mother fricker. <laughs> <laughs> that is what they're saying. Yeah, or it's like, um, here, ask me. Okay. Um, hi, John, was it? It's so nice to meet you. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that but it's like so absurd. Well, it's also like the phrase, it's the least I could do. I know that the intention is, look, it was no biggie. I'm happy to help. But if you take and like, you know, I could have done more. But if you look at it another way, it's like I literally did the bare minimum because that's all I'm going to do. Like, <laughs> I hit the bar. You mean so little to me that... <laughs> You mean so little to me that I did the tiniest bit of work I could do. Yeah, right. Exactly. So there's something that I've never truly understood. And I do think that this is probably like from gendered capitalism, but like mm -hmm. charm bracelets don't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. I can, maybe I can try to explain to you what I think a charm bracelet is. Mm -hmm. And then you can correct me when I inevitably get it wrong. Yeah, let's do that. I love to do that anyway in this pod. <laughs> yeah, this is no different. I'm just calling it out. <laughs> so my understanding of a charm bracelet is that it is a thing you wear on your wrist. Correct. Where you can collect like interchangeable trinkets that mm -hmm. have that have symbolism in some way. And you like collect ones that are apropos to your life so like you'd choose one for like if you had kids you'd put your kids on there or like a dog and you'd like try to find the breed of your dog and things like that and these things exist in various forms from like very cheap versions of it to like okay. high-end commercials like he got it at jared kind mm -hmm. of level charm bracelets and they go in and out of vogue about every eight years mm -hmm. how is so that Josh, as somebody with a master's degree in charm bracelets um, you nailed it. That's what they are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I think they're really delightful. I think there's something so nice about like you have a bracelet and then when you have something to celebrate or you have something that's special to you, adding a little something to it. I think that's really cute. Yeah. I mean, I think they, it's, it rides that fine line of like sweet or gaudy. You know what I mean? I think both of those are amazing. It's true. Yeah. Both. Yes, both. <laughs> Sweet and gaudy. It's the name of our small business that we <laughs> that we created. Sweet and gaudy. Yeah, exactly. I think there is something so nice about it. Something where you're like, these are just freaking things I like. And it's it's not just things that are stylish. I'm not pretending. It is so earnest and so delightful that somebody's walking around going, I went to Paris once. I have a beagle. How cute. <laughs> I know like it can be trendy and people are choosing to do it, but even when it's trendy, the like just the directness of like, I have a beagle, there's a beagle on my wrist is so like so wonderful. Yeah. And I think that I'm like being a little judgmental about it. Whereas I collect enamel pins that I put on my denim jacket and it's literally the same thing. In some cases, tattoos, it's the same yes. thing where it's, it's like, like, let that. me decorate it's my body with things I care about. Yes. It's like a wearable passport, right? I love that idea. Yeah. I think it's really nice. I think it's really wonderful. Now, let me tell you a very earnest thing. One of my favorite things, I have an Etsy like 
recommendations and stuff is uh, I collect old charm bracelets. Wait, so collect- other people's memories, essentially? Yes. Yes. And not like I don't collect, but I, I have a record because I'll tell you what, first off, you pop off those charms, cool little necklace. But I love getting them because it's like this is like what was important to this person. Do you know what I mean? Even not getting them, like looking at them and like looking online and like real Etsy ones. I'm like, you guys, the good brand is called Moe, M-O-E-T. They're really cool. Um, But uh, you'll be like, oh, this person went to Paris. They were a Taurus. They, you know, like were super religious, like whatever it is. What you're describing is a history degree. It's basically like, I've got basic facts about this person and let me construct a narrative from that. That's actually very cool. And like, in some ways I get, not to go real big here, but I get very worried about the historical record of our lives if the internet goes away. And so there's- We won't have any. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so what I love is like, to some extent, maybe charm bracelets are one of these things that however many- hundreds of years in the future if the human race is able to survive this it's like it's like we get a historical record of that person in the way that like finding a diary of someone from the renaissance is suddenly like holy crap i find i actually have a view into this person's life in a way that's kind of cool it's really cool when you find one that um you're like oh i'd be friends with this person that's so funny it's like super weird. I got one. Uh, I, I, my, one of my favorite ones, it was like all these cool old charms and I don't wear the bracelets. And also because I have massive, uh, just professional wrestler size wrists. Really? Yes. I have huge wrists and like vintage bracelets do not fit me. But a friend who is uh, like much cooler than me told me that you can just put them on a chain. It does look cool, but it was like, she was into like theater and had all these like cool, weird, good luck charms and like went to Hawaii. And I was like, Oh I love her. (laughs) But then sometimes you see one and you're like, this person sucked. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this person was just a snooze fest. (laughs) If we're going to create the personal history passport of, uh, and create a trend through being earnest, Mm -hmm. like whether that's pins or maybe even like scout badges. Scout badges. (laughs) Okay. Wait. Okay. So being earnest, a sash, like the mm-hmm. coolest girls and Girl Scouts had. I was a best girl, unfortunately. But okay, so everyone gets a sash, and then we get different, really earnest badges, and you can earn them for stuff. Yeah. <gasps> that is so cute. Okay, what is the name of our scout troop? How about the very earnest scouts? <laughs> Exclamation point. Yeah, very earnest scouts. Very earnest scouts. Yeah, VES for short. Okay, that's I love it. Vests. Way to go, vests. Team vests. But we don't have vests. We have no, sashes. No, we have sashes because that was the cool thing. Um, okay, so what kind of badges would we give people? Well, I think it's like badges for just completing, like, you know how when you make a to-do list and you put a couple things on there just to, mm-hmm. like, reward yourself and feel like you're getting some... Yeah, you're like, wake up, done. Yeah, right, exactly. I think it's some of those things. Make a list. Then, yeah. <laughs> okay, so maybe one of the badges is just like check check mark boxes. Yeah, exactly. And it's just make a list. Make a list. You made a list. list. Make a list. What about like a badge for buying and then wearing the thing that you didn't think you could pull off, and you're like, yes. you know, what? I'm and gonna feeling do it. Good in it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. Um. Okay. How about a badge for like 
uh, like in the before times and then the after times when you are talking to new people. And, uh, you know, that feeling where you're like, this conversation is really boring. And then you ask the right question and then you find out something interesting about them. Yeah. It's like, that one could be like a little like unlocked conversation. Yes. Kind of thing. I think that is definitely one. It's like when you're talking to someone and you're like about to say, about to lie and be like, I think I need a refresh on this drink. And then they mention that like they went to magic camp for 14 years. And you're like, like, Oh, now I'm in. Now I'm getting two drinks. (laughs) We are sitting down in the corner over there. Yeah. I love also the idea of getting a badge for doing the thing that you'd been putting off for three months and it takes 10 minutes. Yes. The thing that like really did not take that much time. And it's just this weight off your shoulder. Yes. It's an albatross. Yes. What about a badge for like treating yourself? Oh. You know what I mean? Like... It, well, what if we made them tiers too? So like five dollars. Yeah, right. Exactly. hundred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That like you can level up, and then it's a rewards program at that point, and you can actually turn that in for earnest bucks. <laughs> that you can use. and fifty earnest bucks gets a special badge. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that you can buy on our merch store. <laughs> and we just we just completely make it marketing. We're like a special badge for writing a review. <laughs> yeah, which I think is illegal, but if you wanted to write a review, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> that being said, I think I think this idea has legs. Um, if you at home think of a very earnest badge, send us your very earnest badge. And if yeah. we get some, we'll read them out in our next episode. So we're at being earnest pod on all social media or being earnest pod at gmail.com send earnest badges that you could earn our way. And maybe we'll do a little, uh little readout of some listener ones to give you a shout out. Maybe we'll get them all printed and then we'll have to earn them. And then we'll be a giant girl scout troop for and everybody. And it's not a pyramid scheme. It's not a pyramid scheme, but how it works is you try to get other scouts underneath you. So they're working for you. <laughs> Exactly. And you have to buy 500 badges up front. <laughs> and the name of our company is called Mary Kay. We do sell makeup door to door. We've been bought up by Mary Kay. <laughs> Paula, what makes someone charming? Um, okay. So there, I think thought about this a lot. They're either somebody with a really good personality that you want to talk to, mm-hmm. or there's somebody who's super hot and you haven't yet realized that they're boring. Yes. This is, I think this is 100% the Two right Two types answer. of charm. Yep. Somebody who's, the personality is great or somebody who is dressed so cool. Yeah. Right. Such exactly. a good face. Yeah. <laughs> Just cavernous cheekbones. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> pretty nails <laughs> yeah well that's literally how and i'm gonna be nerdy here for a minute but that's literally how dungeons and dragons works there is a stat rip off my headset yeah there's six stats that kind of determine your whole character's everything mm-hmm. that everything flows from and one of them is charisma and having a high charisma can mean a lot of things it can mean that like you're a smooth talker it can mean that like you're weird but like it, you get that reaction of like they're weird but i like them yeah. Kind of thing like you inspire trust, or it can mean you're just hot as hell. You're just like nice. very attractive, and as a result, people do what you want. 
I, that's a real thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, if you ever like, thing. like you're like, you're like, oh, this person's cool. And then after a while, you're like, I think they're just hot. They're just hot. Yeah. Exactly. I think they're just hot and they have the incredible confidence that comes along with that. Yeah. Imagine having confidence of being super hot. Can you believe that that exists within a fictional land where people are just like gnomes? <laughs> <laughs> right exactly well, I, but like dungeons and dragons made the bold decision to be like but some gnomes are hot yeah you tap some of these gnomes <laughs> <laughs> whoa 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 yeah <laughs> we're just saying there's a real building a hot troll in an ugly troll yeah exactly there's a like you could be a 10 as an orc <laughs> <laughs> which people that was a thing wasn't it like the the orc from uh, from the second Lord of the Rings. You There's like a weird sub-community where people are like, that guy is... People who know what I'm talking about will know what I'm talking about. But yeah. there's a sub-community internet that's like, this Orakai, hot as hell, would do him. Good for them. Not going <laughs> to yuck their yum. Now, on, uh, I don't know a lot about orcs or whatever you call this, d- dragons stuff. Sure. But I do know a lot about RuPaul's Drag Race. Sure. In which case... They are looking for a queen with charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Mm-hmm. And I don't have anything to add to this conversation. It's just, I kind of like to think of your Dungeons and Dragons meeting my drag race. Yeah, Dungeons and Drag Race. And the, ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the winning, the winning orc on this drag on this Dungeons and Drag Race has to demonstrate charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, and sometimes must lip sync for their lives. Um, I'm just going to put a quick TM on this. I'm copywriting what we just created. Whether that is a Dungeons and Dragons role-playing game based on a D20 system that is that is set in the world of RuPaul, where oh you can God. play a role-playing game and you oh can do God. it at home. Yes. Or anyone, if we want to make a, a campaign uh, in Dungeons and Dragons, where it's Dungeons and Dragons theme, but like one of the modules is that it's basically just RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm freaking is out. The, version of it okay if you do that please invite us also i love that we just tm something that are two separate things that are very much tm'd (laughs) and we were like ours yeah we're like let's let's figure out a deal between wizards of the coast and what channel is uh repulse drag race on it's on vh1 but it is owned by world of wonder okay so then we'll just make that connection and we're the middlemen for that wow that is so fun Um, hold on. This podcast is about to change. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's <laughs> like you roll your 20-sided die. Oh, you do sashay away. <gasps> <laughs> Wait, I love this because it combines both of our loves. Yeah, it's, the, it's specifically our target audience. It's the two of us <laughs> only. It's the Venn diagram of me and you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Dungeons like and Drag listeners. Race. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that you called it dragon stuff, which is what I'm going to call Dungeons and Dragons from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember dragon tales the cartoon yes i have a story about dragon tales were they religious huh doesn't it seem like dragon tales now i don't know a lot maybe i'm thinking because of veggie tales but doesn't it seem like the like john 16 would be like hidden in the clouds or something <laughs> <laughs> well i mean Veggie Tales was like openly like, and the creator made this world and brought his and son down. And the creator down. wanted broccoli here. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's very like that one is openly religious as opposed what? to Dragon Tales. The whole thing was like they found a dragon scale and they went to Dragonland and they okay. escaped their like missing parents. 
Huh. Well, I, I do also think that, and now I know you have a story about dragon tails, but now Josh, get me if I'm wrong. Neither, we don't have to get into religion, but neither one of us grew up in a veggie tails household. We did not. I had friends who had veggie tails households. Yeah. I, and I did not grow up in a veggie tails household either. Uh, what a absolutely batshit pitch meeting that was. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. For them to sit down and be like, all right, so you know the Bible? What if vegetables told it? Yeah. And well, it's funny because it's like, you know what kids love? <laughs> not vegetables. It's like, it's <laughs> literally like the. And I'm sorry if you love Veggie Tales. Like I also don't want to like yuck the yum of anyone who is. We're not yucking the yum, but the idea is absolutely wild. Now the well, execution, I'm not familiar with. It's probably wonderful. They're extremely popular, but it's like someone got into a meeting and is like, "All oh, right, it's somebody who's never met a child, and they're like, every kid's favorite thing: vegetables and Bible stories." Well, so I wonder if they were like on a dare. They were like, <laughs> "Can we kill two birds with one stone here?" <laughs> <laughs> and get kids to eat vegetables and love God. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think it'd make them want to eat vegetables or would they be like, no, these are my friend. This these is are my you friends. Know, Harry Potter, the carrot. Yeah. <laughs> Same name unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I completely interrupted your dragon tail story. I just got, yeah, so I don't, confused. I don't know if I've told this on the pod before. And if I have, here we go again. Um, <laughs> so I, my brother and I really liked, dragon tales growing up it was just like a it was it was kind of always on and we weren't like i didn't when you're a kid you don't have a concept of shows like having seasons and having time slots necessarily right. like i knew after school it was likely that i could watch one of these three shows and right. then once i got older i was like okay they have time slots or whatever but like i just watch a fair amount of dragon tales and generally dragon tales was pretty good but recently my brother and i were on a phone call where we both discovered that we were both scarred by the same dragon tales episode <gasps> it's this episode about they go to a place called Kingdom Come and yeah. it's like a beautiful utopia and then they're not allowed to leave because <gasps> it's Kingdom Come, not Kingdom Go. And That sounds like, great. What's the big problem? So both of us had existential crises about the idea of like, we both got like Hotel california Right. Where I was like, <laughs> you, <can go laughs> you were too young for that. And we were too young. And the, the idea of like, oh, wait, you would be trapped somewhere forever. And it's like, wait, what does forever mean? Oh my God. Am I mortal? <laughs> like, just had that, <laughs> that, that series of, of anxious no. realizations. <sighs> and both of us had it independently of each other. And however many years later, like literally a month ago, Maddie and I were on a call and we were like, were you scared by that episode? I was scared by that episode. Oh, now, you know, as people who are quarantined all the time now, it sounds pretty good to do it there. <laughs> right. Like maybe yeah. you guys were a little like actually scared by the idea of it not happening. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's the, uh, we were trendsetters. What's the whole concept of Hotel California, which is, in my opinion, the worst song of all time. <laughs> was it supposed to be a nice place to live? I thought it was just like. Well, so it's like. Is it uh, hell? Listening to it is <laughs> nine and a half minutes of it. I think it's supposed to be more like purgatory. And I think it's more a commentary on like Don Draper's like that era of California okay. where it's like, it's beautiful and it sucks you in and it's really great. And then you realize like, Oh my God, like nothing changes. Everything's always the same. And like, it's perfect weather, but like now you can't leave. 
we're recording this in the afternoon, but it's still too early for me to even think about this. <laughs> Could have done without the song. Maybe write a sentence. <laughs> Do they really need nine and a half minutes? Now, Josh, while we're talking here on the charming episode, mm-hmm. we would be remiss if we didn't chat about Prince Charming. Mm. The most generic name. Yeah. The the John Smith of Princes. Yeah, the Kendall of Disney. Oh, wow. Um, so so I think kind of the interesting here thing here is Prince Charming is supposed to be perfect, but in reality, uh all historical princes probably absolutely sucked oh yeah no absolutely just the worst of humanity i legitimately have a degree in medieval history (laughs) i it's uh we can talk about that later but i literally i do and like literally just imagine like listeners close your eyes open your eyes think about the worst rich kid from (laughs) like middle school like yeah. 13, 14 year old, like oh, let's even just say eighth grade, which is the worst year of schooling. Eighth grade yes. is always the worst year. Yeah. Now think of that boy as having legal and divine right over. Yeah, everyone. and now he's in charge of everything. He's in charge of everything. Now, also just to spice it up, uh, he all everyone who's poorer than him is employed by him. Yeah, works for him. You're he's he's your boss. Yeah, you don't go to school. You are a scutlery major yes. boy. And and his personality is that which his entire life everyone has been telling him he's the best at everything all the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh and also never bathes. Also, access to lots of weapons. Yeah, this actually sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the never bathes thing is really what gets me. It's like these Prince Charmings are these like Nordic looking, <laughs> like beautiful in Disney, at least. They're like these yeah. chiseled cheeked. Yeah. Uh, just, whatever. Just, just straight up dimes, just 10 out of 10 hunks. Yeah. Versus like you get married by like 15 or something like that in this. You're popping age. out kids by 15 and a half. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Every single Prince Charming's got one of those like pubescent like faux stashes, like just oh, the upper lip God. mustache and little just squiggly hairs on the cheeks. Pimply all over. Yeah. They bathe the most of anyone in the kingdom. And that is once a month. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh God. Just, just the worst. And okay. And all the Prince Charmings also know that if you so much as annoy them, if you so much as whisper the wrong sentence as they walk by, you can be beheaded legally. Yeah, Totally. It's just like a thousand Joffrey Baratheons running around. I don't know who that is. It's from uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just the worst, dirtiest seventh grade boys. And that's who Cinderella's like, <laughs> exactly. Someday my prince will come. And he's like, I'm here, but my mom's in the car. <laughs> yeah, right. Carriage. Mom's in the carriage. <laughs> Mom's in the carriage. Yeah. Also, I want, I'm here, but I want to go play Xbox. <laughs> Xbox is just a cardboard box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's where he, he puts someone in a torture chamber in like the rack. <laughs> so they're in an X. Spins it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, like, obviously lots of 
problematic morals and power dynamics and all of these things. What I think would be the worst part of Prince Charming (laughs) at that point is imagine being wooed by someone who's been told their entire life that they're the best and has only been taught that the way that you woo someone is chivalry. Just imagine like all the like, my lady. Oh, I hate that. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my lady, you, you seem quite, your skin is so dewy today. Oh, let's go take a little walk in the garden. And he's like yeah. laying down his coat for you every step every of the way. Se- like, every se- every <laughs> puddle. It's, it's so wet. By the You're end. like, I'm absolutely hate this guy. <laughs> Oh God. And then like you're like fun nights on the town with this little 14-year-old garbage prince is like some crazy ball where you have to wear 14 girdles. Yeah. And walk around with a fan. And the only music you get to hear is just bum ba-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> sure, exactly. And it's <laughs> just probably like off one tune. harpsichord. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I'm realizing here is that I think not. So we've got the like rowdy eighth grade boy. Yeah. But there's also probably a version of Prince Charming that's just young Sheldon. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like real like rule follower. Like oh, big God. like big narc kind of energy. <laughs> okay, big narc, huge wigs. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> big narc, just oats from Holland Oats hair times yeah. 15. <laughs> and tiny. Okay, let me picture this. This is Prince Charming in real life. Huge hair, massive curly wig, tiny little high heels. Yeah, I was going to say, so we're jumping a little bit ahead in time, but like this is Mozart's level, like (laughs) Prince Charming. Tiny little size five, tiny buckled shoes with a high heel. And he can barely walk in them. So he's just up there being like, dip, 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 dip. Clickety clackety clickety clackety. Tap 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 tap. Mommy. Oh, this guy would be so annoying. And the worst part is, the worst part is. Now let's say, in this scenario, we're a little princess and has to marry this horrible little prince. Mm-hmm. The worst part is, you know, he's getting it on the side too. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So you're like, not only do I not even like this guy. He's hooking up with everyone else here at the same time. I don't even get to hate this guy by myself. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone assumes that I'm mad about it. If anything, it's like, get, get out of my hair. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I can't, you can't even gossip with the people he's getting it on the side with because that would be uncouth. Oh my God. Now, if we were each married to the prince, so we're the, the first and the second, Mm-hmm. Why do you think we'd each be beheaded? <laughs> like in an Anne Boleyn style execution? Yeah. I think mine would be talking back. Sure, sure. Yeah. Mine would be me going, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would just snap at, at a massive ball. Yeah, I feel like I would have like a elaborately planned like multi-step gift that goes awry and ends up like blowing up in my own face. Yeah. In a way that, like, then I've caught myself in my own web of lies. Yes. Yes. I think that's true. I, I do think that, I think that does is very accurate for you. I think mine is a talking back, but I think more so is 
Um, I'm sure Josh knows this. I can't hide when I don't like somebody. Yeah. Like I like most people. Like I will say statistically, I like the majority of people, but if I don't like someone, I, I can't, I can't even talk to them. I just am not good at like being like fake nice, which is really a problem. Cause I like most people, but I think I would hate this guy so much that it would just be visceral on my face every time he walked in. Well, he'd walk in and he'd be like, my lady. And he'd be like, Ugh. I'd be like, I <laughs> just immediately throw up every time you see him. <laughs> what about charms like spells? Do, 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 do. Like that one? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Cause the Harry Potter, Absolutely. like that's a, that's a category of spell, right? Yes. Now look, Harry Potter's canceled. We talk about it too much. Whatever. All that aside, I don't care. Charms has to be the most useful class. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they spend no time. You're telling me that they care more about, like, turning, like, a table into a chair or whatever bullshit they're doing? Charms are, like, day-to-day life. Like, that is what's useful. That is your your addition. That is your math. That is your reading class. I was reading a book. It's a young adult series. Of like just very, which is very fantasy Um, Mm -hmm. at one point during the pandemic. And one of the, I can't remember the name of this book, but um, one of the things is that like all of the essentially like wizards in this school, because everything that's been written since 1995 is a, is a Harry Potter kind of adjacent thing. A knockoff. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Their whole thing is that like, as they start being able to harness their power more, they just get hotter (laughs) because like, they that know how to make such, themselves look hotter. That's such a young adult thing. Yeah. <laughs> they're magic and they're super hot. Yeah. They're super hot. They know how to lead an army. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that makes sense. Wouldn't you just be like, okay, changing my hair? Yeah, right. Exactly. You'd be like, I no longer have pimples. I don't have to deal with this anymore. I have no bags yes. under my eyes. Yes. Oh my God. It must be so nice. Yeah. And in Dungeons and Dragons, charms are a type of enchantment where it's like you can charm a person and pretend they if it works they become your friend for an hour but when it wears off they know they've been charmed so Mm -hmm. maybe that's the trick of the whole thing is that like unlike you know like a jedi mind trick where they're like i just am gonna let them do this you'd be like let me like you're gonna do this for me and they're like okay and then an hour passes and they're like wait a second but you're Hold long gone by that minute. time. Yeah. You're long Vart- gone. That's the thing. They got to teach you charms and running away real fast. Yeah. So I guess here's my question for you, Paula, oh. is let's say that you have magic now. Both of us have magic. Thank you. But we only have enough magic to cast one charm mm. once a year. Same and charm that- every year. Yes, same charm. It's like your it's like your superpower you realize is that once a year and it it for some reason works with the calendar year with the Gregorian calendar like January sure. 1st at midnight you you feel the magical energy surge within you again mm. and you can cast one mildly helpful charm. It can target one person, one creature let's say, which could be you. Mm-hmm. And it's mildly helpful. So you can't so do no something war. Yeah, so you can't be like, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to make everyone decide to have world peace and then I'll just re-up it every year or whatever. Right. It's like you can make your cat love you for 10 minutes a year maybe do or that. something like that. maybe do that. <laughs> okay, well, if it's something that's really short-lasting, 
wouldn't it be fun if once a year now, can you also save it up? Or is it like on January 1st, this is the day, or you can pick any day in that calendar year, any one moment, but you could only do it once in that year. It's that it's that, I mean, there's so no rollover I could do minutes. It, I could be like at 2 PM on July 10th. Be like, it's time. Yeah. It's like vacation days. You cool. get them, but they don't roll over. Now this one would not be useful at all, but wouldn't it be really fun to just once a year, be able to fly straight up really high. <laughs> <laughs> and you just go, boo, <laughs> just straight up into the air and then just right back down. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would be so fast that everyone around would be like, what did we just see? And you can't <laughs> right. do it again. <laughs> yeah. Also, I love the idea that like, we're going to skip past this, but like, how do you figure this out that you can do this? Because it's not like, you know, in every superhero origin story, they're like, Oh, I caught fire. And then it like happens again. And they're like, Oh, that wasn't a thing. And like, you learn over the next month and you like practice or whatever. It's like being a leap year kid. Like you only get a birthday every four years. It's like once a year, you're like, I think I could do this again. And then you work out for yourself. Boom. And, like, <laughs> and it would, it would just be the, I think it's just the perfect amount of like, we'd all be kind of, cause something that you only do once a year, like we'd all be kind of shocked. It's not like I would do it and then just like land on the ground and be like, ta-da. Like I'd be like, holy crap. <laughs> I hit a bird with my face. <laughs> like we'd all be shocked and then I wouldn't be able to do it again. And I don't know why, but in my head, this is happening uh, in downtown of Stowe, Vermont, a town I went to once. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but there's just something so delightful about it. Just like while you're on like a trip somewhere, just being like, <laughs> <laughs> if Apollo shoots straight up in the air in a forest and no one's around to <laughs> see it. Did it no, really I made sure everyone was around and then the news would come and they'd be like, do it again. And I'd be like, I don't, I can't. I would want to once a year just be able to be like, no, I don't want to have this argument. Just do what I say <laughs> once a year. Just like <gasps> one time, just one time, whether it's with a client or whoever and be like, I just don't have the energy for this. Like just you're just going to do this. We're yes. just going to do the thing that I want to do. Yes. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Something like that. Or, maybe I can like lift something with my mind up to 20 pounds for up to a minute. I like but that. Like, and we do I, it at the same time and nobody knows where to look. Yeah, exactly. Hell? Yeah. It's like, I'm in bed. 20 I, pounds is also not a car. It's just like a thing. No, it's like, I really don't want to reach up and get the flower out of the thing above where I keep it above my stove. Once and like, I just want to once a year, just be like, whoop. And just like be a Jedi and pull it. Yeah. I like that. I think that's going to do it for I us. I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you, as always, for listening for another week. We really appreciate everything you all do to support us, to support each other, and to when you share the podcast. That really, really, really helps. If you haven't written a review on Apple Podcasts, the worst application in the App Store, uh, we would really mean a lot mm -hmm. to us if you could. It helps people find it. Also, if you have a friend who you think you would like this, uh, send them our way. Uh, yeah. We mentioned this earlier. Um, if you have earnest moments, if you just want to say, hey, if you have scout badges that you want to pitch to us, send it to us at Pod. 
uh, on all social media or beingearnestpod at gmail.com. Thank you, as always, to Ryan Cruz for our incredible logo. She is on Instagram at at rbcruiser. And thank you to Dylan Dutch for our wonderful theme song. You can find him on Twitter at at Dylan Dutch. And his music project is Death Love, and we love it. Yes. Find that anywhere you stream music or buy music. Oh, also, if you ordered a copy of No Wrong Answers, probably by the time you got this, by the time you've listened to this, you have received an email, but uh, those are at the printer. They should be shipped out to you soon. Yes. Look out for information on that very soon. If you did not get a copy of No Wrong Answers and you're still listening and you do want one, we might have a few extras. So uh, ship, ship us a little email or a little message. And until next week, just remember, we have trademarked Dungeons and Drag Race and no one else can take it. And this is our <laughs> thing. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. Bye.